0: News Talk on Demand, interruption-free audio, where you want it, when you want it. Good morning, and welcome to Garden Talk on 650 CKOM and 980 CJME. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick Van Dijvendyk. Hi, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, and uh, if you're listening to us, by the way, today this is a pre-recorded version of Garden Talk. We got uh, we got some people on holidays, our experts right now. Yes. You know, yeah. they decided to flee the country. Flee so, the
1: country? Go somewhere warm. For a couple days.
0: I wasn't going to do the show by myself because I don't know nearly enough, nearly enough what these guys know. I'm home tomorrow. Are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm home tomorrow. <laughs> well, there you go. When, so,
2: this, when this is being played.
0: <laughs> exactly. So uh, if you're thinking of asking us yeah. some questions, sorry we can't answer them right now. If there's something you absolutely need to know, you can always send an email yep. yeah. to DutchGrowers. info
1: growers. at DutchGrowers.com um, would be the email address. So it's info at DutchGrowers.com, and yep. we'll make sure that we get that to one of our experts and get it out Exactly, because we've
0: got Jill and Rick, but there's also a whole bunch of other experts that work yeah. at Dutch Growers. Yeah, so. our
1: staff are amazing.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, hey, we got to say happy Valentine's Day, right? Because that's coming up right away.
1: Coming up two more days till yeah, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, It's kind of a season that people are like, oh, it's just a commercialized uh, way that you have to buy something for your loved <laughs> one. But think of it a little bit of um, maybe getting a plant and something that you can add a little bit of life into your home. Yeah. Um, and there's so many different flowery plants that you can get at this time of year, whether it be the orchids or the cyclamen, yeah. mini roses you'll start seeing. And some of these plants uh, you can purchase now um, enjoy in your house and then maybe extend the season and they can continue to grow outside your home in your, in your containers yeah. as well. And too.
2: also just remember, like, supporting local. Like, this is being broadcast right across Saskatchewan. So there's usually some town within a few towns of you that have a florist shop or something going on. Absolutely. So, yeah. so support that local florist shop. I mean, they're part of your community and it's very important. Yeah, yeah and, no doubt.
1: And yeah. a lot of the florist shops are not only carrying cut flowers, but they're carrying plants as well, too. Yes. So that's the other thing. If you're wanting something that, um, you're maybe caring for not just like a cut flower arrangement. You're wanting the longevity of it. Getting some little hoya plants um, that are shaped as hearts or something like that. There's mm-hmm. lots of cute little ideas that you can get.
0: Well, you know, I think that uh, the, my, my my famous orchid we talk about. Yeah. That was a Valentine's Day gift many years mm-hmm. ago. So and it's mm-hmm. still going and it's yeah. still going. Yeah.
1: And like if you're gonna get a gift card for somebody, I find kind of a gift card can be a little bit of like a want 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 like getting <laughs> set
0: drumbone. <laughs> you yeah. know what
1: I mean? But uh, but w- if you pair it maybe with a plant, um, then you have a little bit of life with that gift card, something you can enjoy now and then something that you can go spend later on
0: together. And guys, if you want like a, you know, really wow her plant, you know, gift, is you pick out a plant, but you pick out a pot that it goes in and then you actually pick the gift, right? Yes, you've kind of
1: styled it and made it your own.
0: Just, you know, look around the house, Extra brownie points. Yeah. I, what, I what's always what's say, her taste? And then just go try to match that a I always bit. say
1: giving a plant without a pot is like giving a piece of artwork without the frame almost, right? <laughs> That's so true. Yes. It's kind of the same thing. There
0: you go. There yeah. you go. So good luck with Valentine's Day. Uh, and this is your warning, I guess, right? Don't yeah. forget. Don't forget.
1: <laughs> Start looking.
0: <laughs> the dog house is awfully cold in, in
1: February.
2: <laughs> and just don't go to your local flower shop the day of, okay? Yeah, that like,
0: sometimes doesn't work.
2: Give them a call um, today's Sunday, so give them a call tomorrow morning. Some of them might be open today, but otherwise, give them a call tomorrow morning and book it so that you're ready to go.
1: Yeah, there's lots of grab-and-go gift ideas, but you can also set it up to be delivered to mm. their workplace or to your house at a certain time yep. or just ready for pickup as well, too.
0: Do you think anybody does, like, singing flower delivery anymore? Does that exist? Hey, are you going to start a new no, business? No, I'm not. <laughs> are we
1: partnering up? <laughs> <laughs> fireside singers meets, Dutch, meets growers. Dutch growers that's right
0: yeah <laughs> we could we could do something with that we, no. had, a singing,
2: <laughs> we had a singing telegram come into the gardens and one time for one of our staff and it was pretty <laughs> it was pretty cool it was, was everybody laughing well, everybody knows, everybody's enjoying it and how that when fun. we
1: were nominated for the Sabex awards, I think yes. that they came in with like a little band that yes, day They did dude. and yes. uh they kind of had a little band come through <laughs> and it was kind of cute. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's funny. Anyways, let's talk about what's happening in the greenhouse right now, because uh, stuff is revving up, and if you want to get that, you know, smell of of soil in your, in through your nostrils, you know, the fresh stuff that we can't go outside and experience it right now, can sometimes get a whiff of it in the garden center, right?
1: Yeah, well, last year at this time of year, we had delays and our soil never actually arrived until maybe about two more weeks. Uh, And so we were sitting, sitting a little bit behind, but now if you go into the greenhouse, you'll take a deep breath in and you can smell the the soil um, going. The lilies have started to be planted and we've started some perennials as well too. And uh, if you walk into the greenhouse, you'll start seeing the piles of hanging baskets. And also if you wanted to wander into the back, you can sort of see the um, rooted cuttings and we're preparing for next week, starting our hanging basket production as well. Too. Mm-hmm. So yep, that's okay. really exciting. Our,
2: our soil this year came in three weeks ago. So we're <laughs> <set>. we're sitting <laughs> we're, we're, we're sitting good. pretty. We're good.
1: Um, now one of the things that, uh, when you're planting your, your seeded cuttings and a lot of people don't know, there's a few things that we do with our plants is we always look at them first of all, before we get them into our hanging baskets and make sure they're completely bug free. So that's step one. And then step two is we give them a light pruning. So taking all the tips off of our, um, our rooted cuttings is really important. And that at this stage, so they're sitting about probably, um, one to two inches tall right now. And they've got about, um two sets of leaves at least, um, and then a couple branching on them. So what we do is we take the tips out out of all of them or pinch the centers out of out of some of our coleus. And what that's going to do is it's going to create branching from the base of the plant mm, because mm-hmm. that plant is so small at that point in time. Once you get more branching, then it's going to promote a stronger, healthier plant. And you're going to get and fill more the flowers and you're yeah. going to fill the pot in a more um, like circular circular way. So making sure that you do that pruning early on is really important too.
0: Mm, interesting. You know, just a question that popped into my head just now. Okay. So it's kind of off track a little bit. But, you know, in where we live in Saskatchewan, you know, there's these... Huge cycles we go through, right? So you are just talking about one of them, where we're we're going from this dormant stage, everything's you know cold and frozen and and not not doing anything right now. Yeah, we do all this preparation and work, like you are talking about, in the greenhouse, getting ready and you know building up for what the summer that will be. All the plants we're going to grow, and we're going to put them outside on our deck and uh, around our yard and stuff. Get everything there, and then fall comes and they all you know, eventually go. Either yeah. they go dormant and they come back next year or they're just, that's, they have one, you know, season. That's it, right? Yeah, they're annuals. They're annuals, yeah. right? How about in places, you know, different climates? So, like, let's, let's say, if you guys, you know, had experience in a greenhouse down in Florida or anything like that, like, what, do they have cycles like we do or are they just constantly
2: always planting stuff and making stuff? Because they basically have summer all year round. They have two planting cycles, like, down in, you know, Phoenix and Palm Springs, Florida. Okay. A lot of them have two cycles. So they have so a- So we have one. So they have a, a cool cooler for the wintertime. So they'll plant pansies and, you know, things like that, and right? And
1: even their vegetables, they'll have a cool yeah. crop season for their vegetables. And,
2: and then the summertime, then they go to some more plants that can take the heat because they get really hot, right? Okay. And so where pansies won't do very good in that type of weather, right? So, because I mean, they can get weathers even in the wintertime that gets close to freezing. Yeah, I right. mean, sure, they can, they can, yes. Right? So, so I think
1: more what it is down there is uh, it's the varieties that they're growing because you can't grow some of the things in that those scorching hot weather down there No, at certain times of year, especially if you're doing... So they have cold weather crops that are grown maybe more in the fall, winter, Yeah, and then they have their warm weather crops that are grown in the spring, summer. So. I
2: I find in Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. the gardeners are, are more, uh, I think, into it and, and enthusiastic. more enthusiastic because we have... We have such a short season that they're just excited, and because of the winter time, and they just want to get out into the garden. They want to plant it and get it in there, and and then reap the harvest of the rewards, especially in the garden and those kind of things. And so I see that I see they just they just say, "Okay, I'm done with winter, and I want to get into the garden." So there's there's more of a anticipation of being out there. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You always want what you can't have, yeah. kind of thing.
1: Going to conferences and networking with other garden center owners, one of the things that we do notice is like our season pretty much. It peaks at like last week of April and then it ends usually around the, for the annuals at least, ends around the first week of June. So like they look at me and they think we're crazy. Like how do you fit that all in in that period of time? Because theirs starts probably around like end of February, March. Wow. And it goes all the way through till August. So they aren't having all the customers come in the influx of one time. It's kind of trickling in over a longer period oh, of time okay. too, yeah. right? Yeah. So they, they may not, like when you go into a garden center in, in Saskatoon at Dutch Grores, for instance, you'll see our shelves are kind of layered up quite high. Mm-hmm. And they'd walk into my garden center and be like, why do you do this? Like- it's,
2: it's like the Boxing Day frenzy. Yes, yeah. okay. It and we do here. it that way because
1: yes. we need that much space to be able to supply all the customers in a short period of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes, that might not be the ideal way to grow them, but that's why we have growers and other growing houses that we bring it in. And then we have our retail shop that right. we can sell them out of.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Well, sorry, a little, little detour there. Side yeah. note. We're going to take a quick break, but we're going to get back to Seed Starting 101 as if, you know what, how to put a garden in. That's what we're, we're going we're to talk about this entire show. So, again, this is a pre recorded version of Garden Talk, but we're going to kick that, that off with our next segment. Back right after this, I'm Jay with Jill. I'm Jay. That's Jill. That's Rick. <laughs> <laughs> this is Garden Talk on 650CKOM and 980CJME. Welcome back to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick Van Divendyke. This is a pre recorded version of Garden Talk, and we got to say happy Valentine's Day. That's coming up in just a couple of days. Yes. We thought we'd take this show to uh, talk about seed starting, to talk about actually building a garden. And there are lots of us, myself included. You know, I think when I was a kid, my parents had a garden in the backyard, but eventually it got filled in, and that was enough of that. And, you know, it became grass, right? It was just part of the lawn after that house we we bought came with the garden, but ah it was half it was planted for you know perennials and annuals and the second half became the lawn
1: and I think that the huge topic of food security that's out there right now is is just becoming more and more relevant to totally let's get some gardening happening in our yards I'm seeing so many more raised beds pop up in front yards and backyards um and um people sort of going to the grocery store and I mean, I, I got like one grocery bag full of groceries and most of it was produce and my bill was $70. Yes. Yeah. And so looking at that and the cost of that, it used to be like, well, the cost of all these supplies and these seeds maybe it's, and the time, it's maybe not worth it. Well, I'd say now is the time when you can start looking at the cost benefits of gardening. Absolutely. And um, the therapeutic value of it. And just like what it, what it teaches you for food security of being able to grow something in your yard and bring it into your house and enjoy it on your table.
2: And also... If you have kids in the house, get them involved in it too, because that's it's it's a lost art and it has to be brought back up from the young ages up, right? Totally,
0: so. totally. So so that's what we're gonna hear to try to help yep. do because I think like of myself. Sure, I've got house plants and stuff, but I don't know how to start a garden myself. I wouldn't even know where to begin, right? And Actually, there's a lot of people in my generation and upcoming generations that fall into that category where they they grew up in the city, they didn't grow up with anybody doing yep. a garden that just you know wasn't part of their lifestyle. Because when we were growing up, food wasn't as near as expensive as it is now, right? so
1: we might talk a little bit more about um seed starting, but then when we get into like the planning stages, I want to think of it more of like a smaller scale garden, yeah, when you're thinking about it or thinking about it as what can I fit into a square foot of my garden space mm-hmm. and then you can expand that anything from an urban garden to an acreage garden, mm-hmm. right? So if you just think to a of rooftop everything garden to a, roof a bel- garden yeah, a balcony, balcony garden. garden a pot. So if you think of it as just like, what can I fit into a square foot and then expand that from there? Um, the other thing to always be thinking about is what am I going to be using? What do I use on a regular basis? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes you can go into the garden center and I, I see all the racks that are coming in of seeds and flowers and everything and And it might get a little bit overwhelming. So actually looking at your recipes and saying, okay, what are things that I actually use on a regular basis? Am I using tomatoes? Am I using basil? Am I using cucumbers? Do I need some zucchini? Um, And then figuring out from there, um, how much space do I have? And then paring it down to, maybe you only have a four by four area or four by eight area. So what are the most relevant things? Am I going to plant a zucchini that's going to take up a lot of space when I could plant maybe some herbs and some some carrots and some radishes and some beets and some tomatoes in that same space that maybe um, yeah, maximize three, three zucchini plants would take. Right, right.
2: My, my father-in-law, I remember, they had a big big enough garden they could grow, but he experimented. He actually had a, a styrofoam block, which was about three feet long and about 12, 18 inches wide, and it was a hydroponic one, and he grew tomatoes on the slow slope roof of his house. Really? Lots of heat up there and everything yeah. else. And actually, it is hydroponically grown. The plants did great up there. Well, that's the other thing is that... You get a ladder to go get your fruit and, that <laughs> and stuff, but I mean... The other benefit added, we were talking about
0: all the other things, you know, about why it's great to grow them at home. The the other ad benefit is that usually they taste way better than anything you can buy at the yeah, store. they definitely yeah,
1: do. You so, know? So fresh, so juicy, and so full of flavor, for sure. You know, so, so
0: that's a, that's another you bonus. Can a, you can
2: always tell the grocery stores that that get the locally grown greenhouse crops. Yes, because then you you can tell the taste big time. I know in Saskatoon, they, the the ops had a, used to get up all their their tomatoes from Grandora Greenhouses, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for example. And yep. So for that's in one example, and so there's other greenhouses around Saskatchewan that they also have them, but those tomatoes tasted all they're vine ripe,d Yep. and they were always like way better. I think them.
0: garden carrots like.
2: Carrots in the store
0: are like, well, it's a carrot. But when you get a carrot out of a garden, haw. The or flavor?
2: How, how about that potato? Right. Those, Ste- those stealing those, first, stealing those first potatoes. <laughs> okay. I we love but,
1: how you guys are reminiscing. We're <laughs> just <down>. we're <laughs> just making
2: ourselves hungry <laughs> yes is all we're doing right now.
1: Okay. okay so-, so the planning stage. So first thing I would do is figure out what space am I going to designate to this area. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. And make sure that you choose a space that has enough light. So I would not choose something on the north or maybe even an east side of the house. I would want to go more south or west side of the house even look where the trees going to be in my yard a lot of times we're planning things in the winter and we look at outside and we'll be like oh this is a nice sunny area but then we forget once this tree gets all its leaves on it now it's in the shade right so be watching for those things where is the fence where is the neighbor's house those types of things how much sunlight is going to get in a garden, you're wanting about eight plus hours at least minimum on your on your garden. And
0: the more, the better, right?
1: The more yeah. hours, the better. Um, for some of your leafy crops, like your basil, your herbs, um, your lettuce, those ones, you can maybe do those ones in, um, more on like an east location if you wanted to. But what I usually do is I will start with my hotter crops closest to the south end of the garden. And then as I get further away, because those are gonna sh- sort of shelter the other side of the garden, then those might have Yeah, you don't want to plant you don't wanna plant
2: corn on the south side of your garden because they're gonna shade everything on the north side of your garden, yeah. right? Right. Uh, everything's beside it. So right.
1: You wanna keep those things in mind. So plan your garden. Then I take a piece of paper and I'll kind of plot it out and and sort of say, okay, what's gonna work there? And we'll get a little bit more into like square foot gardening and some different ideas maybe on another segment. But once you have kind of that figured out, um, then you want to go through and, and go to the garden center and pick out your varieties and then get a chart and sort of write down when your seed sowing dates are. And this is really important. So how do you choose your seed sowing date, Rick? Do you want to go into that a little well, bit? The
2: biggest easiest way is when you look at your package, it'll tell you days before her, you know, plant, sowing time days before planting, right? So last days of frost. So in Saskatchewan, I always just just take the May long weekend. Right. Okay. Right. And then you go backwards from there, and that's when you're gonna actually plant it out. And so that's the time that you if it says if it says two weeks before or three weeks or six weeks or whatever, or twelve weeks before go, the frost. You go back to that May long weekend approximately or at least Mother's Day. Okay. Yep. If you wanna get a little bit bigger plant. Go from Mother's Day and then count backwards. So, that's gonna be ones that we have to start inside.
1: Exactly. So, in January, there's not a whole lot that we're planting unless you're doing some perennials or maybe even some geraniums or some cyclamen, incinerary begonias, those types of things, maybe you'll do inside. In um, January. Now we're that we're into February. Um, we're getting into thinking about hot like peppers,
2: hot peppers, hot peppers, not just th- sweet peppers because you can wait till a little bit later on. But all your hot ones, the jalapenos, all that kind of stuff. Yep. You want to be starting those a bit earlier. Mm, Any okay. of your
1: tomatoes that have like a longer than eighty days, we want to start those in February. Your celery, um, your um, different plants. If you're wanting to get into petunias and planting some of those. Now remember, companion planting is really big too. So making sure that you have some pollinating. Um, plant some maybe in some salvia or some rutabecchia, some coneflowers. Plant those things around your garden as well, too. So you maybe want to start some of those. So February is the time to do those.
2: All your perennials, yeah, you want to start them in January, February because they take a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And you're going to plant them out in the May long weekend. You want flowering later on in summer, right? Your,
1: so, your leafy crops and your squash and your cucumbers, you want to wait a little wait, bit longer. Yeah. Do not start those or else you're going to run out of space in your home.
2: Right. So we can, there are certain
0: vegetables that are going to go right into the ground. May long weekend when you typically plant the garden yeah. or
2: something around there, yeah. but there's there are are a number of them that have to be started inside. So yeah. let's but say don't you get if you get a package of lettuce beforehand, yep, sow some in a pot inside the house and enjoy it fresh inside the house. Right, right, and then the rest of the pack you can start sowing outside later on. So that is if we're starting stuff earlier, right?
0: Uh, yes. But basically, the first step is to head to your garden center, head to that sort of place, and pick out your seeds, like you were saying. Take a look at the recipes you're making. Yeah. And there's there's a huge variety of things, right? How do you know what variety is the one you want, though? That's a trick. Like, how, So what? how do you figure that out? There's well, all kinds of different potatoes and corn and this and that and the other.
1: I think it goes a lot with space, too, okay. and when you're wanting to harvest things. So especially when you're choosing your tomatoes, there will be the length of dates and time. So there will be some that will mature sooner than others. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be what size of vegetable you want. Maybe you want more miniature Um, zucchini or you want a miniature um, a more pickling cucumber so then you choose those varieties based on what you're wanting to do with them so a lot of it, there's so many varieties, it can get overwhelming. But ask yourself the question, what am I wanting to do with this? How do I want to use it? And then pick the variety based on that.
0: Okay, we're going to take a quick break. More of this coming up. We're going to keep going with sort of seed starting 101, garden planning 101, all of it together with uh, here on Garden Talk. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. Thanks for listening to Garden Talk on 980CJME and 650CKOM. Welcome back to Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick, and this is a pre-recorded version of Garden Talk. If you're dying to ask somebody a question, info at dutchgrowers.com. You can send an email there. We'll be back live with another show next week for to take your calls and texts and things like that. But we're talking about getting the garden going and kind of all the steps you got to take for that. Starting right at the basics. There's lots of generations of people now, especially ones like me, who've grown up in a city where, Gardening hasn't been a, been a thing. You know, I haven't done it. My parents might have done it when I was a kid or something, but I don't have any experience planting a garden, growing my own vegetables and food and things like that. And with the cost of groceries, that's becoming a new reality. People are wanting that control over the over the budget and, uh, and the flavor and to know where you got your food from. So we yeah. thought we'd start with, you know, kind of talked about Seed, choosing some seeds, things like that. But there's going to be a whole bunch of plants we had mentioned earlier that you have to start ahead of time. There's ones that you, there's certainly a whole pile you can just put right into the ground. The seeds go into the ground. May long weekend, we get a garden, right? And we'll cover that sort of part of it in a, in a minute. But there's some we've got to start ahead of time. So, what do we need to, to accomplish that?
1: Yeah. And so, there's just different supplies. So, don't only just get your when you're at the garden center, don't just get your seeds and dream about those, but you want to pick up a few supplies. And a few things that you're going to need, first of all, is a container or something you're going to plant them in. So <laughs> a tray, a tray. A or tray. am I using some some jiffy pods and I'm going to put them in a tray that way? I also look at where I'm going to plant what, them. What are jiffy pots, first of all? This Sorry, so- jiffy pots are like an expandable pellet, yeah. um that are either made with peat or cocoa core and they'll expand and you put your seed, um, seed in there. And a lot of the
2: trays now come with little... Like Pods. miniature, different sizes of peat pots, but they'll have little, little. They'll have little pockets in the tray that has one pallet per tray, and they're already preloaded.
0: So you can basically buy one of those trays, yep. and then just simply add
2: seeds, yep. add water, and add poof. water first, and then let them build up. Put and they even have a dome for over top right. to start them with, and everything. So, so it's little, like an like,
1: instant little seed kit. starting kit that you can get. So. Or the- if the, you're a new gardener, those are really handy because um, you can just set them like in your little mini greenhouse or on a windowsill or um, easy to transplant on a little uh, shelf or something. So in your that's what I was going to talk about first. Make sure that your space in your home is ready. So with, if you have an area, you can get like a vinyl mat and you can put that down first, and then you they have these little greenhouses that you can build or get a little shelving system that you can that you can maybe hang some grow lights on if you don't have a lot of light. And even if you have a lot of light, sometimes it's not quite enough light or the light's not hitting close enough to the plants to get them to go mm, yeah. and you'll get lots of stretching. So adding some grow lights on there too, and sometimes anchoring those to the shelves at different heights works really good. And sometimes um, you just
2: use a bookshelf or anything like that, right? Yeah. Uh, a like wire rack shelf. You just have to put some trays self, in there storage shelf. You can them.
1: get those pretty much anywhere. I've That's been right. Looking yep. on Marketplace or Kijiji or whatever, you can pick up some of those things there. Yeah. Um, and then you'll want to tray something that can hold or capture some water underneath because you don't want it to spill on your floor. Um, making sure that you have a small fan airflow is really important. Huge. I think that's something that's a little bit undernoticed um, and underutilized in when you're when you're gardening, especially indoors. Outside, I think we got the wind. We got everything sort of drying our <laughs> plants off. How shortage um, of wind here, yeah. Right. And indoors, we've created like this perfect storm of maybe an environment for funguses yeah. to grow for mm, right. fungus or, gnats. Or the those plants types to of stretch,
2: things. right?
0: Warm, humid, right? no air movement kind yeah. of thing. No
1: air movement. And sometimes our plants get a little bit soft is what I'm going to call them because they have nothing kind of putting pressure on those stems. So they're just going to be like flimsy and stop, soft. Yeah. And then when and you put them a, outside. They have a serpentine look to them.
2: Right? <laughs> oh, okay. You, when yep. you put
1: them outside, then maybe they aren't as strong. Um, We used to call those, my mom used to call those, hey, hey, uh, to the growers, I would like some of those Gucci plants that you have, and what she (laughs) meant is like short and thick and stocky ones that were grown outside. But you don't
2: need a hurricane, you know, fan, you know, you just need just just a little battery powered fan, little electric fan or whatever. It's just a small one that just makes the leaves flutter. Just a little bit. It's yeah, all you think of do. like
1: a little desk fan, something that yeah. you would have like clip on um, the side of your lamp or something like that just to get the airflow going. Sure, so okay. That's, that's what we're you... wanting to do. Um, the other really important thing is when we're germinating seeds is soil temperature is really important. So um making sure that you have a nice warm soil temperature will get those plants germinating quicker and more evenly for you. So you can get a heating mat if you want to. Um Come or in different
2: sizes for two trays, one tray, whatever. Right, okay.
1: And these are great because a lot of times uh in greenhouses on a pro- on a production scale, you have these these benches that are that are heated from the bottom or they'll be intense in that they you put like um we used to put a cattle um Cattle water warmer into a bucket to create some warmth and humidity in those tents. But in our home, we're not doing that. Right. So um, these little. Um, we'll grow- wreck our home if we do that. Well, yeah, you can't. <laughs> so right. These little grow mats work perfect just for yep. adding some bottom heat. Um, so making sure you do that. Now the soil is also really important. Making sure that you had a nice light soil that's going to dry evenly from top to bottom. So you're
0: talking if if you choose those peat pods, those little yep. ready to go things, they are pretty much set up. Ready to go. Ready to go. But if you're going to buy, just to say, a standard plastic tray, yep. yes. and you're going to put the soil in and then plant your seeds there's in actually, that soil. There's actually seeding soil you can right. buy. So okay. look
1: for okay. something that says seed starting mix, or the other thing that it's people... It's finer. It's a lot finer, or people are mixing their soil with something called a cocoa core, which is um, really good too. Or perlite. Yep. Mm, okay. Right? Yep. More yep. perlite. So more, something that's going to allow for some more drainage. What you're wanting to do is keep those seeds moist, but you're not wanting to keep them sopping wet to the fact that there's no drainage all in right, there. Right. They, they just and rot. And things are drying from top to bottom. So that's really, really important. We talked a little bit about lights. Now, Rick, tell us a little bit more about about lights and kind of options. We there's have there. all
2: kinds of lights you can get. Whether you're just going to go small and you just want just a little screw-in bulb into Yep. Into a a table lamp. Right, that you could put, you know, that that that'll just give you some more light. You take off the shade off the table lamp, and you can, or you have one that that you can. There again, it's a clamp-on one. You can put that type of thing into.
0: I've got a set that are there. it is actually mounts to the bottom of a, it, you know, edge of a desk or a, yep. a table mount, yep. and then it's got three arms. And on each of them is uh, an LED grow light. Mm -hmm. I got it from an online retailer, to be honest, and it was not expensive at all. And you can kind of aim the lights wherever you want and sort of assemble your plants underneath them. So
2: even if you have a bookshelf, you can mount some that are just underneath. There's lots of LED, even strip lighting now, that's for grow lights that right. you can mount underneath there and don't take up any room at all. They're very small, yeah, very small, and you can put them underneath each shelf type of thing. And so there's there's all different types that you can put in, whether it be LEDs and and or there's the regular uh, T T8s or T5s, Halogen you know, just tubes, just, yep. the, just the fluorescent tubes. There's grow lights for that. Just make sure it's a grow light and not just a regular light because it has the full spectrum of light, so it's mimicking the sun.
1: Right, yeah. and when you pick up your grow lights also make sure you grab a timer something that you can put into the wall that has a timer on it you want 12 um, to 14 hours and you can set that to 12 to 14 hours and you don't have to remember to turn this on all the time it just exactly. automatically
0: Exactly, they fine. don't want light all the time you want light yep. still 12 to 14 exactly. hours so when you get your seeds started in these little things they start to germinate and come up like you're starting with a cover you know if you go buy one of the kits it's got like a plastic dome on it yeah. or maybe you're using your trays and you have bought one of those vertical little greenhouses so mini yes. ones you can buy yeah. with a rack in them and they're sort of, you know, uh, clear plastic. They let the light through, but they keep the humidity in. I've
1: also seen people do even simpler than that, Jay, taking some some skewers or some... Um, and Q-tips wrap. and taking saran wrap and putting it okay. over top. So, you so you it's very th- simple. But as soon as you get about 80% germination rate, which means that the, the first set of leaves have started to come up, just poking through just poking through the yep. soil, you want to take that dome off. This oh. is so, so, so important. So if the dome you,
0: comes off, the yes. little greenhouse opens, the saran wrap comes off, whichever yes. way. And, and
1: that's going per- to prevent the stretching. If you leave that on too long, you're going to find that you're going to a long stand with these two little leaves or on the top off. of them. Rotting off at
2: the off. soil surface.
0: Okay, so we got about a minute left in this segment. So what do we do now at that point? How do we get it from that stage to going into the garden stage?
1: Okay, well, the next thing you want them to do is you make sure you're watering them. So usually when they're really small, I'll have a mister that I'm using to water them. And then just, as- a, just a
2: trigger mister. That's all you need. Or, or a little pump sprayer, you know, with the spray on it. Right. As yep. they
1: get bigger, then you can start using a watering can to water them. Okay. Um, and then you can start fertilizing them as well, too. Now, what do you do? How do you know when it's time to transplant them? So, what I'll do is I'll sort of give them a little bit of tug by the base of the stem. And once it comes out and I see that the roots have hit the edge of the pot, mm-hmm. then that means it's time to go up to a bigger pot. If the roots have not hit the edge of a pot yet, it's not time so to So, even go up the little the capsule size. in your
2: tray, we we'll wait the, till the roots. You'll see the roots come out of the side yes. of the little capsules.
1: And you want those roots to be quite. You want quite a few roots. You want to see quite a few of them before you transplant it up to the next side. If you goes too big too fast, you're going to stunt the growth of your plant.
0: We're going to take a quick break, but the next steps between transplanting and then moving it to the garden are all coming up next in the last segment. Stick around. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick. This is Garden Talk on 650-CKOM and 980-CJME. Welcome back to the last segment of the show today. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick, and this is a pre-recorded version of Garden Talk, and we're taking you through... That gardening, you know, how to, how to do it all, basically from start to finish. We just were kind of left before the break talking about, uh, you know, so your seeds are growing, they're starting, they, they've germinated, the covers come off, we're watering them, the roots are growing. And now we're moving them into sort of the, the pot, right? They've gone okay. from their tray or their little jiffy pod into a pot now with some soil. How big of a pot do you choose for each plant?
1: Well, I would probably choose a pot about four inches, no bigger than six inches in diameter. Four to four and a half. Just because the other reason for that is, is it's going to take a long time for those roots to hit the edge of the pot if you choose anything bigger. Right. And where are we going to put all these (laughs) plants? Because remember, you started in a tray where you can maybe fit like, 48 plants in a tray, and so now all of a sudden you have 48 4-inch pots, it's going to take up a lot more space.
0: Exactly, okay.
2: And you get round ones, you get square ones. It all depends. to get ones that fit into the tray for square and everything else, right? So yeah. yeah,
1: and I really love that you can get the coca-core pots so they are uh, they biodegrade into yes. your yard, yeah, too. Yeah, it's, it's so a pot. You can yeah. you pretty
2: yeah. much plant it, actually. Exactly. With that. Yep. Yeah. And yeah, with it.
1: those, um, I would always make sure that I score the sides when I plant them. Don't just plant them directly into it or take the bottom out and then score the sides, too. That really helps, too, so that's a little... Little pro tip there.
0: So we've been keeping our our plants going. They've they've grown. They've been transplanted to these these little pots, and now Maylong weekend comes. Right. Well, what
1: we've been doing before the Maylong weekend too, because we got some warmer days. So we're doing something called hardening the. Oh, off, okay. Right? Yeah. So yes. we're putting them out during the day. We're bringing them at night. Sometimes at this point in time, I've moved my plants maybe into a garden shed area or my garage because they're taking up a lot more space, and maybe I've even created. I know my grandfather used to do this for grandma, and he had like a piece of plywood with some wheels on the bottom of it with like a piece of rope and then he would put she'd put all of her plants there and she'd just pull that out onto her driveway during the day and then pull it back in at night. Mm, that's a good idea. So there's some different things that you can do just to make it a little bit easier for hauling something out. some people out just build a little
2: in. lean-to type of with plastic this plastic on it, right? That you can lift up and put a stick on it to hold it up during the day and then nighttime you can close it down and have a light bulb in it and you know not have to haul it in and out. Yes. Right. Or there's, the, or there's little that. greenhouses that you can buy almost anywhere, right? Yes, there's, there are little ones. They're multiple racked and you can put them outside and just, like I said, just put a little light bulb inside them for evening, just to be able to keep uh, the heat in there so that you keep the cool weather off. You know, when we're starting to get closer to, you know, Mother's Day and that. But
0: they have to experience a little bit of cooler temperatures or,
1: you know,
2: experience some weather before they're ready to just go outside. Yes,
1: because you want to get them used to the weather first. So acclimatizing your plants is very, very important.
2: That's whether you grow them yourself or you're buying them from a garden center. Mm, It doesn't matter. You're still acclimatizing them. You're not going to go straight from a beautiful greenhouse or from your growing chambers or a growing spot inside the house directly outside, it'll just stress the plant. How many? And,
1: and Rick, you just brought up a good point. You can get some of these plants that are already started at the garden center. So when you're doing the planning stage, be thinking, okay, what do I have space for and what do I want to grow starting from seed myself? What are some things that maybe I only need four plants or two plants of that maybe I'm just going to go to a garden center mm. and pick those up? Right, And they're already right? kind
0: of at that, that stage yeah. ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. So how many weeks... Of in and out. Do you think it needs to be um, hardened off? You know
1: off? what? Two two weeks of in and out. I think would be would be lots. Um, if, mm, if, if it's if it's towards the end of the season, depending on the weather, right? Because we might have a really cold start to the spring where we're getting some snow on the grounds. So maybe like a week might be sufficient. Especially
2: if you get some warm evenings that you don't have to pull them inside. Then you're yeah, only talking right. about a week, you know. Mm-hmm, so okay, just cover them. So let's go. Uh, then I guess so. The next step is hitting the garden.
0: Kind of that May long weekend, right? But yeah. there's you know you can there's lots of, lots to know here yet, is how much space do you need?
1: Yeah, so we've, we've prepped our garden. I don't think we're going to have time to talk about all the prep on the garden, like how to till the soil and all we'll the soil makeup. We'll get on. into that in another yeah. show closer to the season. Sure. But right now, you're, when you're planning your garden, you're wanting to have that garden kind of divided up into square foot areas and making sure that you're when you're planning, making sure you're including walkways. So making sure you're including areas so that you can maybe till. How are you going to control the weeds in your garden? You can till in between or maybe so you can add some mulch. Maybe you're going to start some doing
2: some research on what type of pots you're going to have for your deck or, you know, for your apartment um, apartment deck or a condo deck or right. whatever yeah. you have. Right? So and,
1: I, and then what you want to do is you want to figure out, okay, how am I going to lay these plants out? So what I usually will do is I'll take my pots outside and I'll take my plan that I've planned out and you want your taller plants kind of to the north side of the garden and then you want to work towards the south side of the garden so that you're not shading your, your mm, okay. plants by the other way. And
0: which, like, which way do the rows go, for example? If you've got a just a, a, a opt- an, an, eight, an eight by eight garden, the
2: optimum would be north south. The yeah, rows right? run north because to then south because the sun comes from up from the east and sets in the west, right? Right. So it's coming up over top of the plants. So your sun is hitting both sides of the plant. Aha. Uh-huh, okay. Whereas the rows are going um, the other uh, way. The other way. You're a lot of times, except you know, they do get a little bit the morning sun and a little bit the evening sun because the way the sun in Saskatchewan sets but most of the heat is on one side of the plant.
1: Mm, okay. Now, one of the things that I would do if I'm planning my garden is I would go on to Pinterest or go on to Google and type in square foot gardening. You're going to get so many garden plans that are coming right, up um, that are looking but the other thing is is you can type in zone 3 square foot gardening cuz then it's going to get you more vegetables and stuff that are good to plant together. And then
2: think look about why you're doing that. Look in companion planting. You can yes. put, you know, planting some marigolds in amongst your plants to keep some of the bugs away or planting basil in with mm-hmm. tomatoes mm-hmm. and those kind of things, right? There's lots of things you can do.
0: Yeah, and plus, I mean, like, there's different amount of, of square footage needed for different plants, right? Yeah,
1: so depending, like, more bang for your buck, like, what am I going to be putting in this area? So maybe if I'm wanting to put, like, carrots, and parsnips, they only take, um, you can put 16 of those plants per Th- their,
2: foot. their spacing is about three inches, yeah, right? three inches apart. Yeah. And but radishes the- you're not going to plant all in one planting, right? You're going to plant some this week, some the next week, so you have fresh ones. And same with lettuce. Yes, exactly. Right. And, and
1: then you-, you get into some bigger spacing. Right. So maybe you need a four-inch spacing, so nine plants per square foot. So those would be your bush beans, your spinach, your beets, your turnips, leeks, onions, um, scallions, all those things. Then we go into six inch spacing. So I think plants, remember how much space is this going to be Not because you put the seed in you're like, you think you can get a little bit uh, over congested with your space. I think people, a lot of people do this with their perennial plantings too, but remember you're planting for the full size of the plant, not for that seed growing. So six inch spacing would might be your lettuce, your Swiss charge, your corn, your basil, those types of things. And then we get into like our 12 inch spacing. So that'd be like your tomatoes, your, your potatoes, your broccoli, cabbage, most herbs, um, cauliflower, um, sunflowers, even are are huge to attract the bees. Um, so putting those ones in there too. So there's so many things, but just remember, these are all things we're gonna want to lay the garden out when we go to the season. But those are the planning things that you want to be doing now when you're picking your garden. So yeah. yeah. When you're choosing your recipe box and it's full of those recipes, also grab a recipe box and that can now be your seed storing box. Mm, Perfect, yeah. You can collect your seeds, arrange them alphabetically in there, start dreaming, get your plans going, get a chart going. Come into your garden centre if you need help. I know there's lots of handouts and different things, and we're starting to put things onto QR codes now, so you can go into the greenhouse and just scan it, and then it's on your phone for Perfect. a handy, handy little bit of information. So, so, okay. so much to learn and do, but everybody can do it, and that's the one thing I love about gardening.
0: And we'll share, of course, more with you as we get through the seasons. That's it for today. We've got to run, but you know, as we get uh, into the gardening season and into the planting season, we'll, we'll give you some more tips and pointers right here on the show. We'll be live next weekend. Thanks for joining us this weekend. I'm Jay with Jill and Rick Van Divenyke. This has been Garden Talk on 980 CJME and 650 CKOM.